1944, a black woman organized others in her community to protect and defend black women and girls against violations of sexual assault in the Jim Crow South. As branch secretary of the Montgomery NAACP, she investigated the acts of rampant sexual violence against black women. She was also responsible for collecting testimonies of black women and girls that dealt with hostile experiences in the workplace, social spaces, and those committed at the dark end of the street. This person was Rosa Parks. Now we know Rosa Parks from not giving up her seat on a segregated bus, which led to the Montgomery bus boycott and led to the desegregation of buses. But Rosa Parks was always someone that really pushed against women's rights and fought against sexual violence. Thank you, Rosa Parks, for all you have done for the African-American community. Our youth of today are struggling with mental health issues, with confidence issues, and suicide has now become the second leading cause of death of young people. That's why I had to write my book, Trendsetter, Seven Steps to Radically Stand Out to Be the Best You, to equip them with the tools that I use to become radically confident. See, in ninth grade, I attempted suicide. I didn't believe in myself, and I felt like my life no longer mattered because I lacked that self-confidence. So now I have given young people the tools that they need to become radically confident, and I need you to grab a copy so you can give it to your children, your students, your mentees, or just give it to someone who you think will need it in case they ever run into a moment where they start to not believe in themselves. Go grab your copy at Amazon.com or go to becomingatrendsetter.com. Again, that is becomingatrendsetter.com. Is love truly blind? I think it is for some people. Now, this isn't just a hip-hop song that Eve wrote, but this is the reality of a lot of young people who are in unhealthy relationships. See, we just celebrated Valentine's Day and I couldn't help but think about how many people are in toxic relationships just so they can get those flowers and those teddy bears, just so they can flex on the gram. I even think about how I thought about love when I was in school, which landed me in an abusive relationship as a young girl. But the reality is millions of young people are affected by dating violence every year. Maybe you have seen something. Maybe when you were in high school, you experienced something. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about these situations where love was so blind that it caused people to stay in relationships that led to extreme violence or even led to them losing their lives. Listen, what if I had a tool that would take your business to the next level, your relationships to the next level, and even the people that you lead to the next level? Yes, I do have a tool like that. See, what we don't realize is that we speak and we communicate from a one-sided way. It might be because of how we grow up. I used to lead through my trauma. But what we need to realize is that every single person we interact with communicates differently and we have to be able to customize how we communicate with each and every one that we interact with to get the best product on the other side what if this is something that's going to benefit your relationships your marriage 
how you lead? What if it's going to take your business to the next level because you're going to get the language that you need to get clients and maintain an effective driving team? Well, let me get you those answers. Make sure you email me at info at AishaThomas.org. Again, that's info, I-N-F-O, at AishaThomas, A-I-S-H-A-T-H-O-M-A-S.org. And let me get you the tools that you need that's going to take your life, your business, your relationships to the next level. Hit me up and tap into your genius zone. one call about a possible burglary around noon today. When they got close to the home on Blackpool Way in Point Siena, they saw 20-year-old Kai Williams. They say he shot and killed himself outside the home. Once inside the home, they found the body of 18-year-old Larissa Barros. This is a picture of her from her Facebook page. She was a senior at Liberty High School and was expected to graduate in a few weeks. Deputies say the two used to date. So here's some information that's going to really benefit you in understanding the severity of dating violence that's affecting young adults as well as teens. And like I said, I want you to put yourself in the shoes of when you were younger and if you have ever experienced it, right? Well, about nearly 1.5 million high school students nationwide experience physical abuse from a dating partner in every single year. A lot of this information that I'm going to give you can be found on loversrespect.org youth.org, the cdc.org. It has great information just so you can educate yourself more. In addition, one in three adolescents in the U.S. is a victim of physical, sexual, emotional, or verbal abuse from a dating partner. One in 10 high school students have been purposefully hit, slapped, or physically hurt by a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Also, among female victims in intimate partner violence, it says that 90%, 94% of those aged 16 to 19 and 70% of those ages 20 to 24 were victimized by a current or former boyfriend or girlfriend. This also affects young people. One in 15 young boys, not young people, but young boys are affected by dating violence. So that's the other part we really want to identify that young boys are affected by this as well. And the lack of awareness, that part was really alarming to me because it says only 33% of teens who were in violent relationships ever told anyone. 81% of parents believe teen dating violence is not an issue or admit they don't know that it was even an issue. And then although 82% of parents feel confident that they recognize the signs, a majority of parents, about 58%, could not correctly identify all the warning signs of abuse which is alarming. I mean, they're long-term effects. Remember, people who experience violent relationships are sub- like they p- are susceptible to experiencing it over and over again. And that's another urban legend that I really want to debunk because a lot of times people think that if you went through one thing, you will, you know, you'll never go through it again. But if young people or even adults are not getting the help that they need, they can end up being in a pattern of abuse or a healthy situation. So realize that is, that's, a, you know, that's the result of, or some of the results that can happen when people are in violent relationships. It also can lead to substance abuse. One of the, one of my favorite shows in the past was Intervention. 
And you started to learn that a lot of these people who were abusing alcohol and drugs had been through sexual trauma. They've been through like different types of forms of abuse and violent relationships, things they have seen. So there's so much connection, even people who have eating disorders where it's not just they are, you know, bulimic, but they're also overeating. A lot of it is dealt with because of childhood trauma and things that they experience. They also can engage in risky sexual behavior or even have further domestic violence. It also says that teen girls are six times more likely to become pregnant and twice as likely to get an STI. Half of youth who have become victims of dating violence and rape attempt suicide. So there's also a suicide connection. And this is compared to 12.5% of non-abused girls and 5.4% of non-abused boys. So there's also a suicide connection with dating violence. There's so many layers to this. And in some of the clips you heard, you heard stories of boys who committed suicide because they were in an unhealthy relationship. You hear all these connections. So it's really important that we're aware of this type of violence and how it's affecting our young people. And the reality is, again, this is millions of young people that it's affecting. Also, what are the different types of dating violence? You have physical abuse, and we all know that's hitting, kicking, slapping, you know, anything that is physical, attached to physical. You have emotional and verbal abuse, That's by maybe threats, monitoring or checking in, excessive texting, humiliation, intimidation, isolation or stalking. And sometimes even with texting, there are certain things that might seem excessive that might not even be violent. That might be just a relationship between that young girl and that young boy. They text a lot. But also there is an aspect of it where it can be something that's tied to abuse. You know, it could be calling them names, yelling and screaming, intentionally embarrassing them in public, things like that. So those are examples of emotional and verbal abuse. You have sexual abuse. Those are things like pressures. There's some young people who are being pressured into performing activities and doing things in relationships that they're not comfortable with. So they could be actually being sexually abused by the person that they're with. Right. And even if you see a situation where a young girl is with an older guy and you see that a lot or vice versa, that it might be something that's going on that, hey, you know, a 13-year-old shouldn't be dating an 18-year-old. That's like a huge age gap. What Or a 13-year-old shouldn't be dating a 20-year-old and vice versa because this goes for boys as well. Ask yourself, are, does it seem like boys are more high-fived if they're messing with the older woman and they're a teenager? But that's still a level of sexual abuse. That's something that should not be happening. Also, financial abuse. It could be where someone is using money to take control of that young person. You have some young people who are homeless or they don't have support at home. And they might be in a relationship with someone that could be using finances to control them. There's, you know, it doesn't just happen in adulthood. It could also happen in a dating violence situation. You have digital abuse. It's just like bullying online bullying. They can have someone that is utilizing social media or texting to harass, stalk, or intimidate their partner. So that is another form of abuse. Now they have access to that person by a text message or by DMs or, you know, by posting something online, going on their website and putting something or creating a website. Cause even that can happen. You've heard stories of people sharing intimate videos with the person they were dating and posting it online. So that is a form of abuse as well. And of course, stalking. 
you know, are being stalked when a person repeatedly watches, follows, or harasses you, making you feel afraid or unsafe. So those are different things that can happen that could be affecting young people. There's so many different forms. It's happening. Remember, it says 1.5 million are affected by this on a regular basis. That is the reality. It's happening. It's shocking to see. I was even shocked to see that this is the realities of what our young people are dealing with, but they are. So I hope this education and these statistics and this data has allowed you to say, okay, what do I need to do to support my daughter, my son? What do I need to support our kids in the community? What kind of, what kind of things can we implement in the community so young people are aware what a healthy relationship looks like, but also what an unhealthy relationship looks like and how they can get help through a multitude of resources out there. Put that information out there because it is important and it is the reality of what is happening in our communities. Ms. Carter, please stand. For 20-year-old Michelle Carter, an uncertain future. Two and a half years in the Bristol County House of Correction. Her fate handed down two months after this stunning verdict. This court, having reviewed the evidence and applied the law thereto, now finds you guilty. Guilty of involuntary manslaughter for using text messages and phone calls to encourage her boyfriend to take his own life. So how can you have these relationship conversations with your kids, with maybe the kids in your community that come to you for advice, your students? How do you have these conversations? Because in interviewing people for my first ebook, which I had identified things you should talk to your young girls about or your daughters about, I started to see that there are a lot of parents that are still uncomfortable with having certain conversation with their kids. Or you start to learn and realize that there were so many toxic things that you learned about relationships growing up. That's how you raise your kids. Or this is what you put out there to the young kids that come to you for advice. For example, as a woman, as a young girl, I remember hearing boys cheat. That's what they do. So that became an expectation. Oh, well, you know, and at some point they're going to grow and mature and they're going to realize that they were wrong and they're going to start treating you right. There are a lot of young girls and even adult women who have that mindset. So they're okay with staying in a relationship where they might be cheated on on a regular basis because they believe that at some point the person's going to change. That's toxic. That's not healthy. And you have some people who were, who grew up in a household where they saw abuse happen And that's what a healthy relationship looks like to them, where there's a little scuffle, where there's emotional abuse. So what we're trying to do is undo that conditioning, undo that mindset, right? So one of the things you can talk to young people about is consent. That was one of the things that came up in my my studying and in my interviews. But do our young boys truly know what consent is? And do our young girls know what consent is? Do you have the conversation where, hey, you know, our kids might make mistakes, go out and get drunk one time. Have you talked about, hey, if you meet a girl and she's drunk beyond imagination, do you interact with her? Or, you know, if you meet a boy and X, Y, and Z happens, do you interact with him? What is consent? Have you had that conversation, what that looks like? And even show your laws. Look at research the laws you have in your state, in your county, when it comes to sexual violence, consent, and things of that sort. And have that real conversation with kids. Of course, make sure it's age appropriate. You know, this is a conversation that you'll probably start having with your, your, I know some of my middle school mentees, they're talking about this stuff at, in seventh, eighth grade. So depending on your experiences and the exposures that your children are having or your mentees or the kids you support, talk to them about consent. Also talk about effective communication. How can we communicate better? How can we resolve conflict? If you have issues or arguments with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, or even in your friendships, how are you dealing with it? Because there was one of the studies that I looked into that said that 
a lot of boys that responded in violence, some of them did it because maybe a girl hit them and it was in front of their friends and it was out of embarrassment. Like, I don't want to be look like a punk in front of my friends and I don't want to look like a, like a pushover in front of my friends. So I'm going to hit her back. So there are certain things when it comes to resolution that young people aren't aware of. So have you had that conversation when you have an argument? This is what you should do. This is how it should look like. This is what a healthy resolution looks like. It doesn't mean you're cussing at each other, sending texts back and forth, calling them person that calling that person a hundred times, texting them a hundred times, tell them, Hey, there's a fine line between, um, conflict and letting time go by before you address it. Talk about those things because it's important that they know how to communicate effectively, that it's not toxic. Talk about trust. How is trust earned? What does trust look like? What does boundaries look like? If this person says this and they're going across those boundaries, this might not be a healthy relationship. So have you talked to your children, your mentees, the kids you support about boundaries and what that looks like? And that is okay to have boundaries and realize that people can't cross it, make, making people aware of your boundaries. And also, I know it's an uncomfortable conversation to talk about the SCX and talk about things like that. But the reality is with the exposure that our young people are having, that conversation needs to happen and talk about sexual violence and talk about what, what it looks like and what kind of spaces and places they need to just be aware of. And when they go out places to make sure they're around people who support them, because our young boys too, we're not just talking about girls. Our young boys are finding themselves in situations where they are predators out there or other boys or other young men out there that will violate them. Have you had that conversation? It might be uncomfortable, especially for our boys to know that, Hey, there's someone that you might end up really inebriated and they take advantage of it and they take advantage of you. There was a story of a college student that would do that. He would go to bars, find those guys that were extremely, extremely toxic, toxic drunk, take them back to his place and make it seem like, oh, bro, I'll, I'll take care of you. Take them back to their place and he would take advantage of them. And then he started collecting their cell phones as mementos. And that's how the police were able to identify that this person was a sexual predator. So this is the reality of what's happening. And it's uncomfortable. And if you're not even comfortable with having the conversation, are there videos? Are there news stories that you can bring up? Are, is there a conversation that you can start or maybe bring someone in? Maybe it's an uncle or an aunt or someone else that is okay with having that conversation that you can bring in so y'all can talk about that. Or does your class not your class, but does the school have events or things coming up where healthy relationships is the topic? If you don't feel comfortable talking to them, send them to a class and then have that follow-up conversation. That follow-up conversation is so important because yes, it's easy to hand it off to someone else to have a conversation with your child, your son, or somebody that you support, but you want to identify some things that maybe questions that they have afterwards or also build that communication relationship because if something does happen, you want them to be able to come and talk to you about it. You want them to be able to know they can turn to you if they are victimized or hurt or they have questions, but make sure you're there on the follow-up to ask questions, watch movies, create something where you can have these conversations because you never know how much that could benefit a young person. Because again, one in five young girls are dealing with this on a regular basis and one in 15 boys. 
And if you look at the dynamics of the schools that your children are going to or the youth, and if you're in a room of hundreds of young people, just realize that in that room, there's plenty of them that have been or are going through an abusive type of relationship. So do your part so you can have those conversations, even if they're uncomfortable, because you never know how that might benefit them or even save their life. Also developing at 11, video discovered on the phone of a Warren murder victim shows the moments leading up to her death. Tuesday night, we showed you a large police scene unfolding in East Point. Well, now the cell phone video, a 20-year-old woman took moments before she was killed, is showing police exactly what happened. Mara McDonald live at the Macomb County Jail tonight. Mara, police have her boyfriend in custody. They sure do, Devin, and they've charged him with first-degree murder. And there is a reason, once you see this cell phone video, why the judge said he's going to be staying here with no bond. This is Kevin Dixon asking his girlfriend, India Mackey, why she's recording him. The two had been fighting. Pay attention to Dixon's hands. He's wiping his fingerprints off of bullets. Moments later, police say an angry Dixon fired at India, killing her while sitting in a van in his Warren driveway. Police would pull him over in East Point Tuesday night for driving erratically, her dead body next to him. Now, as we have heard these different stories and these different scenarios and we've gotten all these facts and information, I have to share my own personal story with teen dating violence because I was someone that was a, in a very toxic, in a violent type of relationship as a young girl. And it was my first experience with any type of interpersonal violence. I wasn't equipped with the knowledge to know what a healthy relationship looked like. And there were certain things that I probably didn't talk about at home or I was not educated on that I didn't see the signs until it got really, really bad. And if I think back on that relationship, I remember having those moments where I thought that I could change the person because a lot of times what you, once you start to find out is that a lot of these young boys and these young girls that are dealing with, you know, these issues that cause them to abuse is that they have a very painful past. And as someone that is dating them, you start to empathize with them and feel sorry for them. And you feel like you can change them because if you love them hard enough, and if you point them in the right direction, they can change. And this is the same type of experiences that can lead people into domestic violence relationships and marriages. Just like me, I went, I had a teen dating violence experience and I was in a domestic violent kind of situation when I was married. And you have this idea, you hope you can change people and you would hope that if someone has experienced it even as a teen that they would have the knowledge and be equipped to know that you shouldn't experience this again but the reality is is that what you find is that a lot of people who experience violence are more likely to experience it over and over again from the outside you might think like man what is wrong with you like haven't you learned from the first time no you have not because when you're lacking healing where you're lacking information and lacking support you lack confidence you lack so many different things you will find yourself in the same relationships over and over again and it doesn't always have to be physical violence it could be emotional abuse psychological abuse financial abuse there's so many layers to it 
But don't think that just because someone was in one bad relationship that they can't end up in multi in a multitude of them. I mean, we've seen it plenty of times where people have been in relationships that it might not, not have been abusive, but they've dated the same kind of girl or dated the same type of guy. And they've always ended up heartbroken. And it might not be to the point where they were being abused, but it's certain patterns you start to see and the relationships that that person is choosing to be in. So please take time and recognize that even as, if someone graduates to adulthood, that they can still deal with certain traumas or pains, or they might not be educated to no, enough to know what an unhealthy relationship looks like, or they might be willing to just put up with it because that's what they've seen, because they feel like they can't get anything better for a multitude of reasons. So I can attest to being that person and walking in those shoes, but you know what changed, what shifted was me getting healing from me getting the understanding, from me surrounding myself with people who were in healthy relationships, from me really just shifting and adjusting and adjusting my mindset. But I had to take the steps towards healing. I had to take the steps toward getting better, especially when I became a mother and recognized that if I continued on the path that I was continuing on, that I would hopefully pray that my children wouldn't repeat the patterns, but the likelihood was there generationally, you can see people in a multitude of unhealthy relationships. And that's why I'm not only always putting it on the young people to say, hey, pay attention to the signs. But as a parent, as a caregiver, are you making sure that the relationships and the people you're entertaining are healthy? Are you making sure you're doing your part to represent what a healthy relationship looks like? Are you repeating patterns? So make sure that if you have a legacy behind you, if you even want to have children, if anything, do it for your future legacy and what they might be seeing. So please make the adjustments in your relationships, even your friendships. It might not always be intimate, but make sure you're choosing the right kind of partnerships because you never know who's watching. And we can't only just tell young people to do as we say, we must be able to do as we say as well. So what kind of resources are out there if a child does find themselves or if you're aware of a teen or a young adult that's dealing with dating violence? There's so many resources out there, but of course, if you suspect that they are a victim of abuse, it's really important that you can be that support system for them. And if you are the first person to encounter them, don't like, don't remind them that they didn't deserve it. Rem remember to remind them that, you know, it's never appropriate and it's never their fault. And they can tap into resources from loversrespect.org. They have a text number that if a young person doesn't even want to share it with you, maybe you just want to give them the resources and say, Hey, if you don't even feel comfortable to tell your mom, your dad, or come and talk to me, go to loversrespect.org and text them. They even have a blog page and they have a page where young people are asking a ton of questions. That's, it's really alarming to see the kind of questions they're asking, but that resource is out there. They can also call 866-331-9474. There's also the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 800-799-SAFE, and SAFE is 7233. Or they can go to nbvh.org or even tap into the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. That is one of the organizations that I am a part of their Speakers Bureau. I support them wholeheartedly, but rain.org also has the same resources. They have a 24-hour hotline. They have an online chat. If they are in a situation where they have dealt with 
some type of sexual violence, they can reach out to RAIN and that's RAIN.org or again, 800-656-HOPE-4673. So please share those resources. And again, if a young person doesn't feel comfortable with coming to someone in their family or coming to someone in their school, they at least have these resources that they can call and reach out to to start the steps to get the help that they need. Are you ready to take yourself to the next level, your family to the next level, your business to the next level? Make sure that you're not just listening to me, but you're listening to the entire Speak Fire team. What's up, guys? I'm Aisha Thomas, the host of Internal Fire, and I want to introduce you to the other people that are a part of this Speak Fire squad. Make sure you head over to Leadership Fire and check out Michael G's podcast, Student Fires, hosted by Bobby B, Champions Fire, hosted by Cornelius D, Father's Fire by Jody S and Young Fire by Sean B. Make sure you like and subscribe to each and every one of those podcasts. And trust me, it'll help you get to the next level. Go check them out now. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I really appreciate all of your support. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms on at Miss Aisha Speaks. That's M-S-A-I-S-H-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. And don't forget to check out my website, AishaThomas.org. And make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there, make sure you leave a dope comment.